0: What is going on everyone? Mike here. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by two fellow podcasters. they got a great podcast of their own called Good Morning Sports. Uh, those two guys are Mr. Brett Loftus and Mr. Presley Field. Fellas, welcome to the Mike Talk podcast. How are we doing? Doing alright.
1: <laughs> Can't complain.
0: Can't complain. Love it. Brett Loftus.
2: Doing great, man. It's glad to be back. guest. I'm thinking on the first one on here, right? Be a recurring guest? Yeah, you you are. Yes. Let's go. I'm happy it's, to be back. I know the first one we did blew up pretty well, so. uh
0: That was our uh what was it? Final warning to America. Yeah. When, Vote yeah. voting November third. If you love
2: America, what you need to do in November. 3rd. Yeah, that was a great episode. It was I really enjoyed? it. I that think episode. that was one of my top ones. Yeah, that was that was via the Zoom though. We're actually in person right now. That's insane. Up
0: here in Demorest, Georgia. <laughs>
2: Downtown
0: Demorest. Piedmont College. This is Presley's first time on our podcast, but. I was on their podcast probably what two months ago, maybe. Feels like about five years. Yeah, it feels like yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, it,
2: it, it was probably about two or three months. So yeah,
0: talked about the last chance and Michael Jordan and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But tonight we're gonna be talking about RNC versus DNC. Um, I had the pleasure of watching both. Unfortunately, uh, I watched the DNC and I was just miserable to watch. Uh, just a never-ending Zoom call. Felt like I was in just a long-lasting. Uh, night class, you know, I have a lot of night classes here at Piedmont, and that's what it felt like—just like a 35-hour class. It was boring. It sucked. Um, and compared to, to RNC that's uh, happened this week and still happening right now, it's just it's like darkness versus light.
1: I was gonna say DNC is very dim and gloom, very very depressing. It uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't leave room for a lot of hope. No. I will
2: say I sleep through most of my Zoom calls. Hope oh, none of my professors listen to this. But I do sleep through most of my Zoom calls. It's what I did through the DNC as well. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see too much of that. Didn't really want to either, to be quite honest. So. You
0: know, I didn't want to either, but I wanted to watch it to see what they're talking about, which I think we all knew what they were going to talk right, about. Right, right. Orange man, bad. You know, that's all they were going to say. Um, basically just, you know, bashing Trump and everything that he's doing wrong. That's all it was. They didn't talk about their policies. They didn't talk about law enforcement. They didn't talk about the protests. Uh, the violence, any of that, um, it was just them on a Zoom call, either in a little classroom, you know, with Jill Biden and Joe Biden. Who, Joe Biden, didn't even know there was a DNC happening that week. I don't think. Joe Biden said he was married to Joe Biden. So, I,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys don't believe me, go go check it out on Twitter, man. So, uh, sleepy Joe, I hope hope that's not who you want in the office. Uh, and I don't
1: think at this point. This is what I was telling. I, I keep telling people this. I don't think it's it's a it's an election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden anymore. I think it's, it's just every everybody else versus Trump. You yeah. Know, and exactly. people that support, it's not, it's not about electing Joe Biden at this point. No. Cause
0: most people that are going to vote for Joe Biden
1: are just voting against Donald Trump. Exactly. And that's,
0: a, that's, a, I was almost going to cuss. That's a bad <laughs> thing. That's a bad thing right there. Um, that they're just voting against Donald Trump, you know, and just watching the RNC this week, you had, um, I remember watching Melania Trump's speech and she was speaking like um, just from the, the stance of like Donald Trump as a person, not as mm-hmm. a president, which I think that's what a lot of people need to hear, too. And people were going at her because, oh, she still can't speak English. Well, you know, she, look, one, she's gorgeous, right? <laughs> she is beautiful. She's 50 years old, ages like fine wine. I mean, just drop dead gorgeous. She looked amazing last night. Her speech was just Phenomenal. Tremendous. Um, and I know you guys have been watching it. Who, What speakers uh, stood out to you, to you guys?
2: Well, we'll say this. I'll highlight this before I highlight my favorite speaker. My mom always told me from a very young age, when I got of age to vote, which I am now, that I should never go vote if I'm going to just vote against someone, whether it's in a local election, whether it's in a national election. She said, Brett, you should just even go vote at all. So I'll precede that with but with that, but um, a guy I found really interesting. I haven't been watching a lot of stuff live, but I'll go on YouTube and go on Twitter at night and um, watch the videos. A guy I found really appealing and and just his story. I told you this earlier, Mikey. Nick Sandman. Um, if you guys don't know his story, I didn't know his story, but he um he was actually kind of attacked by not really not physically, kind of attacked. He was uh, attacked. Yeah, he was attacked, yeah. not physically, but through the news media, um, mainly the two news sources of CNN and Washington Post, and we all know how they are. He was attacked, uh, I think it was two years ago in 2018, um, for basically not standing down from a man. I mean, I don't really know how to say it because he really didn't do anything wrong. Backstory, he was there with his uh, Catholic high school, private Catholic high school, in a pro-life march in Washington, D.C. There at the Lincoln Monument. There was also another group there, and then there was a... Um, native american group there and they were all protesting well his high school had done and got done with the pro-life march they were about they were just sitting there waiting on their bus and so one of the other groups started chanting stuff at them saying very derogatory names cussing at them stuff like that i won't say it on here but y'all can do watch videos that's how i found out this morning and basically um His high school started doing, like, chance you do it like a basketball game, right? Nothing disrespectful, anything like that. Just to kind of, you know, ease the situation. So then a Native American man walked up to Nick and started beating on a drum. And I guess because Nick had a MAGA hat on and didn't really do anything or, or didn't move or do anything like that, he was got cancel culture. But... Last night, I found it very powerful what he said in his, I think it was about a a four-and-a-half-minute speech he Mm -hmm. gave. He talked about cancel culture and talked about how if you're not with the leftist agenda, that you are going to be canceled. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people um, are finally realizing today. I mean, you've seen a guy who hasn't been canceled yet, and I think it's quite hilarious, Herschel Walker, who is a black man, who is a great football player, one of the greatest college running backs to ever step on the face of this earth. And he sat there and he endorsed President Trump the other night, and I thought that was pretty cool myself. But all this cancel culture—it's um, just I don't understand it. But I will say this, and then I'll pass it to pass it on to Presley. Sandman did get a two hundred seventy-five million dollars settlement with CNN. So good, still as, not enough, as they say. <laughs> yeah, as the old football coach says in the video, "Bring me my money." So that's what <laughs> CNN did right there.
1: It's still not enough. That doesn't do. Money doesn't fix his his situation, uh, situation yeah. and what happened with him. Uh, I watched uh, not a ton of it, you know, not live like Brett, but two two speakers that I did watch and I enjoyed is you know one being Charlie Kirk, uh, being the the founder of Turning Point USA. Um, I thought his speech was amazing. I thought he it was really moving, uh, and I think it's awesome that you know he's you know young. Young man, 26 years old, getting to speak at the at the RNC. Um, and then another person I thought was very moving uh, is uh, Donald Trump's son. Mm-hmm. His, his name is Eric, right? Eric Trump. Eric, yeah. yeah. That's what I said, yeah. Eric Trump. I thought he was um, really interesting and really moving. Uh, speaking from a – we were talking before we started the pod. For, for more so a um, personal standpoint, you know, being his son, mm-hmm. rather than somebody who's going to, you know, support his – Campaign or anything like that, he 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 just really struck me. I'm like, it's 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 good to hear, you know, from a perspective of a personal point of view sometimes rather than hearing it from you know, well I'm just trying to push you know his policies and all this stuff. He is my dad, at the, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. So I thought he was really moving as well. I think um, those two like amazing.
0: I think everyone that spoke at the RNC has been amazing for sure. For sure. Um, and I know the theme of the whole RNC has been American greatness. And it seemed like the theme of the uh, DNC has been, how much does America suck, right? It's like every person that spoke at the DNC was speaking on how bad this country is and how bad Donald Trump is. Well, how about you find the positive? How about you speak on how great this country is and the opportunity and the freedom that you have in this country and stop putting all that BS out there and this country sucks? Because I'll tell you what, you ask someone from Venezuela or any communist country out there, They'll, and they live in the United States. They'll say how blessed they are to be in this country, not in some socialist piece of crap country.
1: Well, Pete, I'll tell you what: people from Cuba don't flee, don't aren't fleeing just because. And I'm just like, yeah. you don't hear people from Florida fleeing from the United States going to Cuba mm-hmm. to escape democracy, to escape the United States. But that, you know. I guess that goes over some people's heads. I mean,
2: we talk about all the time the the illegal immigrant problem we have in America. Why do we think we have that problem? Because people are trying to escape here any way that they can. I mean, you know, I'm a big baseball guy. And that's a sport that, you know, even though you have, I mean, there's, there's a lot of Caucasian people that play it. There's a lot of people of color that play it, whether it be African Americans or whether it be, you know, Hispanic Latino guys. And the majority of those Hispanic-Latino guys had a defect over here illegally and then get drafted or either sign an international free agent contract to get over here. Well, that uh, you know prompts the question, why didn't they stay over there and play professional baseball? Because mm-hmm. they didn't have the opportunity. Or why not, you know, about the late – I love this story. I'll tell this story. I know I'm talking a lot, Mikey. This is your podcast. No, but right, <laughs> the late, great Jose Fernandez, a guy that never was able to fully reach his potential – but one of the best pure pitchers I've ever watched play told the story. He tried to defect from Cuba three different times, him and his mother. And it was the, the first two times was him and his mother, and they both got caught in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The third time, he tried to defect by himself and made it to the shore of Florida, was ended up signed by the Marlins, and then if you know the story, he passed away tragically a few years back but when he was able to bring his mother and his grandmother to one of his Marlins games, it was one of the, and I'm not a very emotional guy, but it almost brought me to tears after the game. He pitched the absolute gem of a game and he went up in the stands after the game and they just embraced him and started crying. Because if I believe right, it was one of their first times ever being in America. And it was such a thing to see. It was way beyond baseball. That was even way beyond the city of Miami or the state of Florida. That was about coming to this country and getting to see their son who was able to defect away from a communist country, get over here and to see him live his dream as a human being. Mm-hmm. And then we just want to act like we're already here. Like, it's just no big deal. Like, like this country isn't the greatest country still, despite everything that's happening right now. I just I just don't understand
1: it. I think from, you know, talking about the DNC, like, yes, the country has its issues that we need to fix and make better, but that doesn't mean you continuously focus on the negative aspects of it. Why not try to come up with some solutions and give, give people some hope instead of being, you know, very negative and not having a lot of hope in your message? And, you know... I, That's just what I see. I'm like, I'm not, you know, saying the country, I guess, because it seems like when you say USA is the greatest country in the world, that seems like an insult to some people. I don't think that's, you know.
0: If I insult somebody by saying that, then oh well.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying that's what it seems like sometimes when you say that. And I go, well, in that statement, that's not saying that this country has no faults. This country has no issues. There's things we need to address and continuously make better. Mm -hmm. But in saying that they're the greatest country in the world, it's just a... Just a statement. It's it's a correct statement, you know. But it, it, it shouldn't offend people, and and you know that shouldn't, um, you know, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm losing my words. But uh, that should not be an insult to people. Or I don't
0: know. I hear what you're saying. I mean, it is, it is an insult to a lot of people? And why it is, I don't know. Get your feelings hurt that easily, then. Goodness gracious, you need help. Um, but one one thing I, I picked up from the DNC last week last week. I <laughs> I was like, what am I saying? Um was just the Obamas, okay? Michelle, aka, Big Mike, and Barack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle's a man. I'm not afraid. I'm not, Listen, listen, that has been proven. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, back, back to their speeches, I just thought they were both very hateful. Um, and just, I don't know. I just, I got really mad after watching it because of how hateful both their speeches were. I mean, it was pretty much everyone that spoke at the DNC. They're all hateful speeches. Just like I said, dark, just a, just a very dark convention. I wouldn't even call it a convention. I call it like a, I don't know, like a little party for ninety-five year olds in the basement. Well, I mean, when you look at it, a bad Zoom call.
2: <laughs> yeah, a bad Zoom call. I mean, when you look at it historically, despite the political differences from each president, both before they have been, you know, before they die, you know, they're always supportive of the presidents, you know. Yeah. Behind them, yeah. That they're always supportive of them, and it was almost like, you know, when January twentieth, two thousand seventeen, rolled around and Barack had to give up the office, it was like, you know, y'all ever watched that episode of Fresh Prince? where, And this is funny because he's actually in it. But Donald Trump wants to buy the uh, house from yeah. the Smiths. Yeah, and they come in there, and Ashley just has a conniption. So he's like, this is my family home. You're not buying it. He doesn't end up buying it. It was almost like that when the Trumps came to the White House that day for Trump's inauguration. It was almost like, you know... We're not going to let you have
0: the House. Well, they spied on this campaign. Mm -hmm. That's been proven, but, you know, people still don't believe it. It's hardly talked about in the news. I've got to the point to
2: where, you know, you really can't believe anything the news says. No, you can't. Either way. I mean, it's, it's so... Even
0: Fox News. Fox News is getting bad, too. It's
2: so biased in so many different ways, you know, because I'm always like, and we'll use a quote from Presley here. We'll use a quote from Presley. He's here. He'll probably say it in a minute. If it's too far left or if it's too far right, we're not getting the truth. Yeah. Either way, you're not getting the truth that way, and that's where I feel like we're at as a country right now. You don't have a neutral, fact reporting, you know, news outlet in today's society, and that's just not. At right. least one that
1: people tune into. mean mm-hmm. like, people can't still look. tune into Fox, people still tune yeah. into CNN, and I'm like, you're not getting the whole truth either way. <laughs> you
0: can't look to social media either. A lot no. of people look on Twitter, and it's first thing they see is you know their first assumption and all that, so. It's just bad. It's bad all around. It sucks, but.
2: And I think that's why a lot of the people that want to get into the news media are motivated by that, because they want to help change that. But then the people that get into it and try to do good are, canceled. canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why to sounds
1: like that's my motivation. Yeah. But then I'm going to be canceled. That's on point. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it
2: was. That's why I guess this. We have Tulsi going on. You know. We're roommates. <laughs> they were roommates.
0: You, know. uh, you guys got anything else in the RNC and the DNC? I mean, I think we pretty much covered the whole thing. Well, I like Trump how we're really. watching.
2: I like how we're watching the RNC. Yeah, we're watching R&C it as we're well. recording this. We're yeah.
0: Recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, Mike Pence is about to speak at some military base, I think, in Maryland. It's a guy
2: I really like. We're off
0: subject. Mike Pence? Mike
2: Pence. He's he's so calm.
0: Dude. So calm.
2: And he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, everybody, and I said this to you before, everybody acts like Donnie's so big and bad, and if they got him out of there, they thought they'd be doing something. But if Mike Pence was ever elected president, all the people who are anti-Christian, all the people who are anti, you know, the morals that we have, anti, you know, democracy, anti-capitalism, and anti Anything American, basically, or right winged, it'd be a bad day for those people. Yeah. Because Mike Pence is just, you know, he's like what I like to call silent but violent. You know, for for the left wing. I mean, he would sit there and and he's going to make it happen. I mean, not saying Donald isn't, but when Donald does something, you know, he does it as well. So which oh, is for what, sure. which is like you said, what Melania said last night. You yeah. know, he has a personality, and I think that's what a lot of people hate him. That's why a lot of people love. So.
0: He
1: speaks the truth. He, mm-hmm. You know, he tells you what you want to hear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, I also think it's funny. It's it's taken a non politician. Uh, you know, he's the one that's done all. You know, renegotiated NAFTA. Re- you know, done these trade deals. And I go, it took a non politician to do something like that. You know, promises made, promises kept. And I'm just like he's still in the Middle East that they're not even talking about. That's, right, like,
0: that was huge. I mean, Absolutely huge. The,
2: the first the first president to ever visit North Korea. You know, and he's actually put some kind of fear into China. I mean, China's been running over us for the past, you know, two and a half decades. And that started in the Clinton era with all these trades and really put us in the gutter with with the debt that we've been into. You know, he starts putting tariffs on trade. He starts doing this, that, and the third because we know that we can't survive without China's goods and China can't survive without our goods. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-way street here. He puts tariffs on the goods because they've just been abusing their trade power over there. Nobody talks about that.
1: Yep. I mean, we're putting America first, as it should be. And I didn't want to talk about, like,
0: voting or anything right now or yet, but um, I will say this. And Donald Trump said this when he was speaking, I think in Virginia last week, and he was saying, if we don't have the results of our election by January 1st or January 20th, you know who becomes president? Speaker of the House. (laughs) Ha! Nancy, (laughs) 85-year-old Pelosi who spends 12 dollars on a pint of ice cream and brags about it
2: I didn't think about that but you would be I didn't tribulated. I didn't know that until we
0: said that yeah which to well, me' just third mean, in line yeah yeah unfortunately or, excuse
2: me well yeah she would be third in line yeah hmm. that's tough she's <laughs> just a I don't like her
1: no I really don't we don't like
2: her. have to say the word but we all know what word we're thinking of right yeah. now um but she's just she just does stuff in spite of hell with Donald I yeah. mean, and I just don't understand it. Like, when he sat up there and he had a State of the Union... The mm-hmm. she part? Are you I, kidding that's, me?
1: That's when, I, that's when I lost total respect for her. I was like, nope.
2: <laughs> and then they wore the scarves mm-hmm. when they did that. Oh, my. Yeah. And, and then, the scarves were representative... were not even representative of what the message that they were trying to convey. Exactly. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, for one, you didn't do your research. For two, you're not even doing it in, in the right sense. Because you're doing it to be politically
0: correct. And notice she only called um, um, the House back to session when they are talking about the mail-in voting and everything. Mm-hmm. Not when the stimulus bill needed to be handled and everything and help Americans, but only when it concerns them and it could go against them. That's it.
2: It's just about their agenda.
0: Exactly. But uh, I think we'll I think we'll move on. We'll spent some lengthy and get some good conversation <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, so now we're going to... I guess talk about some college football. College football, man. I'm excited. Preston I'm and I
2: get very ar- excited. Preston and I get in arguments about it every day. He's an Auburn fan. I'm a Georgia fan. Get I
0: him. still understand Auburn. War Eagle, go Tigers. I mean, pick one. Come you on. want me to explain no. it to you? No, it's <laughs> just, just... just Stupid! Pick one. Just pick Say one. what it is. It's stupid. I'm just saying
2: just pick one. You know, we have a dog. We've had a lot of dogs. we got a live
1: one on the sidelines. I think...
2: It- we have... Shut up. We have <laughs> one in a mascot head. And we just say, go Dogs" And we bark. Sounds like such and a
1: And you bark girl. like idiots. Anyway. Yo praise an eagle before <laughs> every game. It's oh, fun. what is this? <laughs> what is this? It's a cool, it's like, e- oh. it's a
0: cool eagle, though. I, got it. I
1: didn't say it wasn't.
0: It is pretty but cool. But then your mascot, the one that's walking around with the mascot, heads a tiger.
1: There's a story, guys. Okay, no, There's can you a say story. Then they're throwing
0: toilet paper all on their trees. There's in, a dude. story. Imagine that cleanup. We man. have a shortage right now.
2: You know? Oh,
1: my God. We're not doing that right now. There's no shortage.
2: What if somebody's got to use the bathroom and it's all over the trees in downtown <laughs> oh, Auburn? Man. That'd be a bad day for me, buddy. I'd just have to walk out to the trees. Imagine the people that got to clean that up.
0: Anyway. Why are we taking shots? We, we can't be taking any more shots at Auburn. I feel bad. Hey, I, I will.
2: I will continue to. Now, Marshall, never
0: Never we'll get the Marshall. Let's, let's stick with the SEC for right, right now. Presley, go ahead and say what you're
1: going to say. Right. Auburn's going to win. SEC, no doubt. Bo Nix, Heisman. Georgia. Bo Nix? Georgia sucks. That sounds like Bo a biscuit Ni- from Bojangles. Bro. Bro. Bro, what?
2: what? Bo Nix threw for 150 yards in the Iron Bowl. Okay? <laughs> Y'all won because of your defense. Bo Nix has a strong arm. That's it. He has the IQ of a peanut. Okay? Football <laughs> IQ of a peanut. Are you serious? Bo Nix, you're a listening Man. I'm a really big fan now. I'm just playing, but I, I mean, Bo Nix is not that good of a quarterback, mm. in my opinion.
1: Mm. My opinion, Jake Fromm's not a good good quarterback. Did
2: I have ever have I ever said that Jake Fromm was going to win the Heisman?
1: No. Well, I think Bo Nix will. Anyway, being being serious here for a minute, I think Auburn will have a a good season. Uh, mainly depending on the offense and depending on Bo Nix, uh, I believe in him because I have no other option at this point. Uh, so, I'm, by, I'm standing by him. Uh, and as long as Auburn beats Georgia, I'll be happy this year.
2: That's not going to happen. They've lost them three straight times. So. Are they even playing each other this year? Oh, that's old-fashioned hate right there. You know they're playing each other. So, team. is every
0: team in the SEC playing? Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. No, you're playing everybody in your division. No, no, no but it's every team having, yeah. having oh, a season. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the Big Ten, they're a bunch canceled. of pansies. and Pac-12 as well. Pac-12. And there's another conference, isn't there? No, the, there's not power two power of the
2: Power Fives canceled and then – the big, uh, the 12. MAC
0: cancel. Yeah, but
2: they're not in the Power Five,
0: so you're you're. So they really don't matter.
2: I'm not saying they don't matter. I enjoy <laughs> MAC football on Friday. You
0: some action. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I enjoy it, like on a Wednesday night. It's so
2: abstract. Yeah. You you'll just be scrolling through the TV. You know, you got school the next day. You might get up for class at eight. You're like, what's on TV, man? You look. Toledo's playing Northern Illinois at like nine forty seven, <laughs> the kickoff time on a Tuesday evening. I'm like, dude went one got me some Chick Fil A. I'm about to scrump. Watch Toledo and Northern Illinois play each other right Shout now. Shout out to the Toledo Rockets, man. Yeah, Toledo Rockets, That's
0: big entertainment. They have great uniforms,
2: impeccable uniforms, may I add.
0: You know, my mom was a Toledo fan, and then Marshall would beat them every every year because <laughs> Marshall used to be in the MAC, and right. my dad's Marshall fan. My mom used to be a Toledo fan because she, she's from Toledo, so now she bandwagon to Ohio State. She always wow. gets mad when I say. You're a bandwagon. I mean, you're from Toledo. You got to root for your team, right? You know, and which the town that you're from.
3: Did you hear about what the uh, SEC said? Sorry to interrupt your... No, we the got we got a <laughs> <SEC>. <laughs> we
0: got a freshman uh, big guy for the Piedmont College men's basketball team, Spencer
3: McDonald. McDonald here. <laughs> boy, <Attaboy>, Mikey. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, SEC was talking to Big Ten and Pac-12, and they were both like, like SEC was talking to them saying, "Hey, if." If there are teams from there that do want to come play, we will have you. Just come on. So I would love to see a Ohio State Georgia matchup. That
2: obliteration at its finest. Oh,
0: what? It. Yeah,
2: obliteration at its finest.
3: What?
2: I mean, you know, like I tell Presley all the time, UGA <laughs> U- UGA has four different quarterbacks on their roster that will all start at Auburn, and this is true. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Carson okay. Beck, Jamie Newman. Uh, Vandergriff, JT mm-hmm. Daniels, yep. DeWan Matt That's five. <laughs> DeWan <laughs> Matt. We just
3: probably keep going. Our wide receivers will start at Auburn. Yeah, well, you George, have, only
2: one of them start. Yeah, George Pickens will start at Auburn at quarterback. I mean, let just be. But only thing. one
1: of them is going to start. So you know,
2: James Cook got a DUI or something this past year. He'd probably start at quarterback for Auburn. He's a running back. You know, shout out James Cook and Dalvin Cook. But that's insane, man. How just much. You know Auburn is just going to lose a lot this year. Oh, so who do we out. think
0: the number one team in the Power Five will be this this season? Alabama. Clemson. <laughs> okay, so you said Alabama. I think they've been overrated lately. You said Clemson. I mean, I, I I think Clemson's number two.
1: I I would I would not say Clemson myself. I would say Ohio State, but they're not playing. So where do you think your dogs are?
0: You're talking
2: about because
1: they, they claim
0: every year is their year, and they uh, exactly. That. Then they say just wait till next year. Exactly. Day. Exactly. I'm not hating on you, Brad. I'm just saying that's hey, that a hey, typical hey, Georgia fan. Hey, when's the last time y'all beat
2: y'all beat, uh UK? It doesn't matter. How many championship. championships? How many championships? I don't want to hear this.
1: Answer his question. I don't want to hear this, answer, okay? Answer his question. Uh,
2: I think they're three. I think they're three. <laughs> I mean, they're ranked
1: fourth. This is y'all's year, though. Huge year. I mean, so where do, you gonna, think,
0: where do you think Auburn's going to be, Presley?
1: By, by, the, end the, by, yeah, by end. the end of the year? By the end of the year. By the end of the year. If we're playing a conference-only schedule, which we do every year, maybe top 25. Shut up. Shut up. Maybe top 10. Maybe. We'll see. UGA finish
2: first. (laughs) No, they'll probably realistically, I think they'll finish third. Because I think they're going to lose to Alabama. I think think they'll go 9-1, they'll
0: win their division, and then they'll probably lose the SEC championship game. And while we're on the state of the SEC, can we just say a quick prayer for Vanderbilt? I mean, I just feel sorry for them every year. Marshall would be able to beat them. Not, I think
2: we not, would. Not, not – I mean, y'all just play at a non-Power 5 conference and y'all are a good team. That's what I mean. And Marshall and I'm, Van,
0: I'm so tired of Conference USA, man. All
2: I'm telling you is if Marshall and Vanderbilt switch places, and there is a Virginia – I mean, Mizzou's in the SEC, my, not Virginia team. Mizzou's in the SEC, so I don't understand why, you know, Marshall couldn't switch
0: out with Vanderbilt. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a lot better football. Because we're in the state of West Virginia, that's why. Now, you do have the West Virginia Mountaineers in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. and then you got Virginia and Virginia Tech in ACC. Yeah, well, Marshall used to be like a 1-2-A.
2: I mean, Boston College is in ACC for crying out loud, and they're in Boston, Massachusetts. Like, Syracuse is in ACC, and I understand that's Atlantic Coast College. You also got to look at how many
0: students they have and look at their stadiums. Mm -hmm. I mean, look look at that picture of Marshall Stadium up there. That's only 38,000 people. That's not going to satisfy any television market. Unless it's packed and it's a huge, huge game. Well,
2: I remember, I know we talk about him a lot. I remember when your boy Rekin Keta was there. He used to be on ESPN. Man, on I miss him. We that, have, didn't we, y'all go 12-1 and one that year, if I'm not
0: mistaken? 13-1. and one. Yeah. I was at the game we lost, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Bad luck, Mikey. You're, you're bad luck.
0: Well, I went to like two others that year. And, okay. Not fair enough. I mean, 67-66. to 66. Vanderbilt seats 39,000, so... And then half their stadium is filled by the other team. Yep. Facts. We I remember that up, Georgia game. We opened up on them last year. Yeah. yeah it was like that 75%
2: was, red
0: and black. There was more Georgia yeah. fans there. It was insane. Dude. And Vanderbilt's got like, I think they're like a cool team. Like, I don't know. Just they like put, their jerseys they, and everything. I mean, oh, I, got, I
1: think they're cool. They I think they were
0: better. They just have a
2: better baseball team than they do.
0: That's very true. Yeah. That's just how that is.
2: They do have a very nice basketball arena as well. Mm-hmm. Because, excuse me, they have like the step down or step yeah. up. Up off of the bench, and then their pretty, their benches are on the baseline. Exactly, which and is that, very yeah. unique.
0: Um, very so unique. we talk about Pete, the Power Five. Let's talk about the G Five. Um, I mean, I know the Mac is not going to be in existence this year. I mean, they. Really, I'd say the only great team from the Mac is usually like Northern Illinois, yeah, or. Uh, I'm trying to think, maybe Ohio sometimes Western Michigan. Western Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Michigan well, P. J Fleck left and they ain't been the same since when he went to Minnesota. I Guess we
0: can look at uh Boise State. Are
1: they in the power f- No, they're G5? in the um Mountain, Yeah, Mountain West.
0: Yeah, they're in the Mountain West. So they're they're a group of five, right? Mountain mm-hmm. West is a group of five conference, yeah. 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 Boise State and then you got Appy State who finished I believe they finished the top twenty five last year. I think they did, if yeah. I'm not mistaken.
2: I think they finished uh maybe top twenty look up to top 25 last year. I just
0: know they upset South Carolina and Columbia. They did. They did. And then they they beat someone else. Another big team, I think. I don't know. I know they play, oh yeah, they beat, uh,
2: was it an ACC school? I can't remember. But I mean, App State's always good at football. I got mm-hmm. a funny story about App State. 2007, when they beat the, uh, when they beat Michigan. Opening game. The next yeah. week, they come to a small college called Walford College, Spartanburg, South yep. Carolina. No My good buddies just play up there. I actually played on the practice squad with the Jaguars and the Falcons for three different years. And um, Walford beat them when they had Armani Edwards. Mm-hmm. He basically won the Heisman FCS football that year. Um, but Walford beat them by two touchdowns. And I just thought it's the coolest thing. They just beat the number four ranked team in the country. And they come to little Spartanburg, and Walford beats up on them because before they moved up to the FBS. They yeah. in Walford's conference. So.
0: I, I always think anybody can beat anybody. It doesn't I, matter that's what I your it ranking was. is. And like, just doesn't
1: matter, man. They
2: beat UNC. That's who I UNC, thought it was. That's it was, was UNC. Okay. Yep.
1: It's not a huge upset. No. UNC, they're getting better. They're getting better. Well, That was there. before Sam
2: Howell was Sam Howell. I mean, down the stretch, yeah. Sam Howell was playing as good as any quarterback in FBS football last year. Um, but then you turn around, they got beat by Georgia Southern, which is in their conference. Um, shout shout out Shy Words, who's from Clinton, South Carolina. Um, then they beat South Carolina, um, and they also won the the Nollins Bowl. Nolans. against UAB. So yeah, they finished the year ranked twentieth. So they okay. finished top twenty five. Yep. So that's always good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's going to be weird not having everybody in the Power Five play. Um,
1: not having full stadiums either. That's just going to be yeah. strange. You know, for the and NBA weekend, not having a single Power Five team playing. They watch <laughs> it now.
2: I mean, the NBA's kind of made it work, but I mean, the NBA's also <sighs> playing in the bubble. Major League Baseball's piping in that crowd noise out of it. Not a big fan of it, but I guess if it gets the job done, it does. I guess. But, I
1: mean, it's just you know, it won't be the same, but I, I mean, it provides some sense that you know of normalcy. I don't mind it. I think, you know, it's better than having none. I here's, agree.
0: Here's what I – I just really hope that they do not bring so much politics into this because what what just happened with the NBA and their boycotting – Oh, I, Major League Baseball. There's been – Now baseball and so- – I'm, I'm over it. I'm Dodgers sorry.
2: and Giants are not playing tonight. They just announced that. Um, the five MLS games who are yet to kick off today have been postponed. Um, the Braves played a doubleheader today, so they were able to sweep theirs. I'm just asking so, them,
0: college football. Please do not bring a bunch of. Well,
2: politics it never gets in. brought into it because the whole thing with that is they don't even go out. They don't even leave their locker rooms before the national. Like they leave their locker rooms after national. That's that
1: yeah, that's true. Shut I forgot up. about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, p- point being, that, I mean, people don't tune into sports to watch politics be thrown in their face. If that's if that's the case, then go watch the news. Yeah. People tune into sports to have some sort of outlet away from. Normally, exactly. for me, you know, is to get you know, out of the headspace of whether it be school or work or, you know, it's an escape of reality for a couple hours to sit down and watch a baseball game or a football game and not have politics or anything, any of the concerns or issues that are going on in the world be thrown in their face Mm -hmm. on the television. That's That's not the point. Amen. I agree. I don't tend to watch an NBA basketball game to be, you know, to have Black Lives Matter and all that other, you know, all the other stuff be thrown in my face when I didn't ask for it. I came here to watch an NBA basketball yeah. game. That's it. Nonetheless, we're excited, though. I'm excited for some college football.
2: I mean, like my dad said, he said, I'm not going to let politics ruin what the game of baseball or any game that I've been watching since, you know, 1970s. He said, I'm just not going to let that happen. He said, because I know what the true meaning of the game is. He said, so if this next generation is going to try and ruin it, he said, you know, that's on them. He said, I'm still going to watch it, enjoy the sport. And... You know, I know a lot of people are – I can't go without sports. I'm just going to be honest. I,
0: I was watching – I started watching some of the NBA again, you know, the mm-hmm. last couple days, past week, and just
2: – I don't understand what boycotting does, what what not playing or postponing the game does. I, I, I simply don't understand that. And if anybody's out there listening takes that disrespectful, I'm not really sorry because I, I just – I don't see what it does because all you're doing is saying, well, I'm not playing tonight – we're going to play tomorrow night or we're going to play the night after that or we're going to play sometime within the next week. Yeah. So what not playing tonight does, what does that do? Because I like what Spencer and one of our other buddies said at a dinner tonight. Looked at me, he goes, you know, they have this big of a platform out there. He said, you know, if they did want to actually get the message that they're trying to convey, they could have physically said it with words during a post-game press conference, during the post-game interview, you know, could have done something during the game. If they're trying to get the message that they want to convey out there. You're not doing anything with a message when you're sitting there not playing. Well,
1: I mean, right? you're, you you I mean, let's just say you're, you know, LeBron's playing or something like that, and he has a great game, and then he wants to say, you know, throughout this game, I was dedicated and motivated because of what happened to so and so. I think that's more moving, and it's going to touch a lot more people rather than missing, you know, or postponing a game or tweeting something or tweeting something. Uh, exactly.
2: I mean, if you hear it come out of the man's mouth, I mean, it's a lot different than reading it on the phone, reading just words on on screen. I
3: mean, I don't know. Well, the sports also brings people together, too. That's one thing. That, like, like sitting there not having sports on, what What are you doing? You're probably sitting there reading a book. No one wants to do that. <laughs> when sports are on and you're sitting there watching uh, NBA game or MLB, you're, with their, you're in there with your buddies, don't matter what race they are, nothing. You're sitting there watching that game rooting for your team. Yeah. And when that's not on, that, that's separating people even more. Uh, so I just feel like whenever the sports are on, I just bring people together, especially in this time.
1: In the, I was like throughout history sports have, have always been you know the one a factor to bring people together no matter you know, your political views or anything like that. And now we're you know, bringing politics into it. So it's dividing sports and dividing sports fans. more so than me and Brett arguing over Auburn and Georgia. Mm-hmm. We're now to a point where people are arguing whether you know politics or like you know a statement on this subject or this situation should be talked about in sports or not. and it's dividing people. And and that's why I was not sports
2: before. I mean, Presley and I. We had a class last semester. We talked about it in there. How sports have helped unify people over time. I mean, you know,
1: when any si- any any major if you incident, it, if in our country, you can look at a time at that time period and look at what's happened in sports. And there's something significant that has happened. I mean, the civil, civil
2: rights time. movement started in the late '40s, early '50s. Jackie Robinson makes major league debut, breaks color barrier in 1947. And you know, you slowly bring in more and more people of color throughout the years. Now, granted, just not at the rate they want to have it at, but, you know, they're, they're you know, encouraging and, and bringing more people in. And, you know, you're having, it, it's starting to unify people and just play off what Presley just said. Now you're starting to defer people. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to, people watching the game and somebody's pulling for the Lakers and somebody's pulling for the Clippers and they have two different, you know, political views. After the game, when LeBron does that, um, you know it might divide them even more than just not not worrying about their teams. So,
0: I agree. Well, C- that's interesting.
2: Either. I think all three of us just saw that.
0: Yeah, you go ahead and say it. Yeah, whether they
2: want to continue with the playoffs or end the season, I don't understand what ending the season would do.
1: Go ahead. end the season, stupid. Anyway, <laughs>
2: you know, right. I mean, you know, you know, you, you spent all, all all you spent all the money on, on the bubble. You do all that. I'm sorry, Mikey. You're over my. I'm over modulating right now. No, <laughs> spend, it's all right. Just had sp- to turn the volume down a little <laughs> bit. You spend all the money on the bubble to do this down to third. Get everybody down. They isolate everybody to get corona free, where there no corona entering, exiting, nothing. And then you get down there, and now you're doing this crap. I mean, seriously, all the sacrifices the people's had to make, and everybody's talked about sacrifices, and you got all these people down there. You know, I think it's kind of selfish okay because of all the revenue that they've lost i'm not talking about just for the players i'm not talking about just for the coaches i'm talking about the people that worked in the arenas that have had to sacrifice their livelihoods probably go find another job because they built the bubble for them i'm talking about all these other people and you know you can blame that on corona but now you're going down there now you're being even more selfish because of the jobs that were created due to the bubble the revenue brought in for the bubble and now you're just going to sit there and just throw all that away and i mean i mean you know, I'm not saying that money is everything, but, you know, they're not, they're, it's, it's almost like you're not thinking about anything else. And I know somebody would look at me and say, well, Brett, that sounds very hypocritical because they're thinking about other people because they're protesting and doing this for other people. No, all you're thinking about is you and your agenda.
0: Yep. And that's all you need to about. take a step back and look at everything from everyone's perspective and not just their own. Now, I mean, that goes the same for everyone, not just for them. But right now, what they're doing, it, like you said, it's their agenda. And it's and we preach it's to terrible tolerance. to
2: watch. We preach tolerance so much in this country. But the only, you know, we'll just go ahead and say it. The left is only tolerant of people who believe like them. Yep. And the right has to be tolerant of every single person, no matter mm-hmm. what. And if they're not, they're called some kind of de- derogatory term.
0: You're 100% right. And we
2: can leave that at it that. Mikey Presley, as always. I did, I did I want to say... I enjoyed recording. I did want to
0: talk recording. about our uh, new thing we got going. Oh, here, well, let's quick.
2: talk about that Yeah, okay. Real
0: quick. You're the El Presidente this year for Turnite. You
2: go ahead and talk Hey, so then,
0: um, I think I, I mentioned probably about a month ago on a podcast that may have had some some pretty cool news. and um, it's came to reality that, um, you know, Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA... Um, we were starting a chapter um, here. It was supposed to be um, Turning Point USA here at Piedmont, um, but we got denied by our student government here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what we're going to be doing is, it's called an activism hub. So we're going to be Turning Point USA out of Demarest, and there's only two other activism hubs in the state of Georgia, um, one in Atlanta, one in Roswell. So this is a pretty big deal uh, for Jeez. us and for me. Um, I think we could be the best hub in the state of Georgia and then hopefully like the Southeast after that, that's my goal. And I told everyone Presley and, and Brett are on with me, Brett being the VP, Presley being a secretary. And then we got three others, um, have about 30, 35 members right now. And, um, that's more than I think any other organization at the school has. Um, but you know, not being a part of the school, um, was very frustrated that we got denied was not expecting that. Um, you know, we talk about, and Charlie Kirk talks about this, you know, conservative voices being silenced on college campuses. And even though Turning Point, you know, we, we're pro-conservative values, but we're not, you know, we're non-partisan. You know, we're not affiliated officially politically. So, therefore, you, you bring in that wider dif- demographic. But, you know, just them turning us down, um, you know, really, really pissed me off, honestly. I know it pissed everyone else off, too. Yeah. But, you know, this could be a blessing in the skies, yeah. um, having this activism hub here in Denver, Georgia. Very small town, but um, we're going to make it something big, and I'm excited for it. Um, I know you guys are, too. Um, I, I'm super excited for it. I'm, I'm stoked.
2: Well, I say the Lord can use anything, and I believe exactly. that, especially in this day and time. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, and like I said, I they say pro conservative values. I think it's pro America myself. It is, and that's that's kind of what I'm on. Um, because political parties, I like what a once man get. Uh, I mean, I you know obviously we all know who we affiliate with, but I like what a good man once said. It said, if a man's a politician, he's probably not a very good man because mm-hmm. all politicians are crooked. So. Yep. But I like to identify myself with pro-American values. Exactly. And, and, you know, just use common sense. And I think that's is what Turning Point is all about. And I like that quite a lot. I like what Charlie Kirk represents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the the kind of path that he's led. You know, Preston and I were talking, you know, he's still got nine years before he would even be eligible to run for president based off of his age. So. Um, he, he should. <laughs> starting something like He should, definitely yeah, should. Starting something like this such a young age and just starting it, you know, just 8 short years ago and how much has grown across this country. What you always say, Mike, yeah, sure, that silent majority is stronger, stronger than, than ever before. Yes, sir. So, I'm really excited and I'm excited to be back here and hopefully we'll stay here. I think we will, but
0: I think I think we will. I too. think there's a
2: lot of people with some unwarranted concerns
0: that. So, that's more
2: that's, that's more dealt with off Mike right there. But Mikey as always, I'm excited to be here. For always excited sure. to be on the podcast with you. Yeah, thanks Presley. for having us. Of course. I don't Chris. really enjoy being on here with Presley Falcon. No, I'm just playing. I'm
3: what? <laughs> what?
1: Well, no, great, we great, need to get an
0: episode out soon. Great yeah. having you guys on and then Spencer in the background. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you for just letting me just sit here and watch, man. It was <laughs> it was truly a blessing. Learned so much just sitting here. You guys are so so smart. Know what you're talking about. an <laughs> honor. I guess we
0: got to get Spencer or more of these. Yeah. I guess if you're just going to
3: hype us up
1: like that. that. I Come and hire
2: me up. Come and me <laughs> <I be> up.
0: <laughs> love it. Well, fellas, appreciate it as always. Um, everyone listening out there, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll see you next time on the Mike Talk Podcast.